Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line or maybe even read stories with me or maybe you have a story you'd like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey everybody, I'm your host Mark and joining me again we got Gerald. Welcome back. Why well, I do declare Mark, thank you for having me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm glad you did that right away because I demand that you read this whole story to us since you're such a great reader. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you got the reading and you got different voices going on and all that kind of good stuff. Well, I can't promise anything good since this was not done by me, but it's all good. I can give it a try, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, better than the stroke I had the last time. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this should be a good story. It's about Sisters of Battle. It's called Sororitas Finding the Chosen, and it is written by Julian. Okay, so am I doing an unofficial guest takeover by... Uh, by request <laughs> i think it would be best for everyone's ears i mean i can break out the the pseudo british person again if <laughs> i like that i honestly love that <laughs> uh, okay for for you mark i'll do it yes <laughs> oath of the shield our mind body and spirit rocks our faith the mountains that bind us into an impenetrable bulwark i shall be the castle that protects the emperor and the shield that protect our brothers and sisters much better. Zethia is one of the many planets that lie in the outskirts of the Imperium's reach. Generally, Zethia is a very generic planet. Its inhabitants mostly provide food for the Empire, as the planet is very luscious. Its location in a so-called Goldilocks zone, of a star is prized and relatively rare. Life is peaceful, especially after the war over the planet a century ago. News of the Crusades sometimes reach the planet, but these messages are often disregarded. After all, the planet has been liberated long ago, so it does not affect them. Saris is a young girl who lives on one of Zethia's many farmsteads. Like others, her life is pretty much uneventful. She works on the farm day in and day out. The work, the work leaves much room for thought. Saris likes a daydream. In her head, she constructs scenes where something spectacular happens. Something to break the stale way of life, but at last, nothing ever happens. It was late in the evening, after a long day of hard labor, where she was sat at her window in her room in the loft. Saris was staring off in the darkness, her mind wandering off again. She wondered if she'd be stuck for life on the farm like her parents and grandparents before her. Then she remembered what one of the guardsmen of the Imperium told her about the god-emperor of mankind. 
how he was very powerful, and all went according to his will. A deep sigh escaped her lips. Who doesn't shoot? Who doesn't shoot always misses, she thought. But how should she approach this? Something to note about Zethia is that, compared to other planets, the faith is rather weak. There is ample communication with the core of the Imperium. It's the guardsmen who often speak of the emperor of mankind and his faith, but they also sometimes speak of a machine god, often quickly stating that it's heresy, like the chaos gods out there. Ceres got down on her knees and just faced the window. With some hesitation, she spoke up. Uh, um, Mr. Mr. God Emperor, is it true that you can hear and see everything? Oh, that all, that all goes as you will it. Could you make my life less boring, please? <laughs> yeah, so that's what I bring to listener lore. Glad for it happening. <laughs> Come on, you know we can't have fun in 40k. <laughs> <clears throat> she shook her head. What was she doing? Sarah sat back at the window, contemplating what she did. She seemed crazy, speaking to this god as if, some, as if that would change her boring life. Night began to set on the planet. Darkness washed over the fields. Tonight would be the longest night of the planetary cycle. Sirens shrieked through the silent night. Sarah sat up in her bed. She quickly scrambled downstairs to seek her parents. They had gone outside, evidently as the front door was open. She slipped on her slippers and went outside in her nightgown. In the distance, she heard the rumbling and screams. Fires lit the horizon as the carriers of the guardsmen flew overhead to the chaos. A few sat down on the fields nearby. Guardsmen swarmed out. They told everyone to hide. An unknown enemy had attacked them en masse. Saris's parents quickly grabbed her dragged her to the storm shelter, located a bit away from the house. Saris looked out over the fields before she was dragged into the shelter. She saw how strange vehicles appeared over the horizon. The guardsmen opened fire on it. The Lazarus lit up the fields, revealing humanoid-shaped creatures clad in ornate armor. A few giant figures walked across the field, firing strange beams that disintegrated men on contact. They are already stuck for several hours. <clears throat> The horrible memories of the distant slaughter prayed, played on repeat in her head. The sounds of battle had slowly been getting closer to them. She cried softly. Had her prayers caused this, she had asked for more excitement. Did the, the discard emperor hear her plea? The thoughts sickened her. But it also sparked resolve. <clears throat> she sat down on her knees, praying to the god emperor, the machine god, any god that would listen to her. Something hit the ground under the, something hit the underground shelter. The top caved in. When the dust settled, Sarah saw that her parents were nowhere to be found. Blood pooled under the rubble of the cave-in. The terrified girl escaped the shelter through the top. <clears throat> the sky was filled with thick clouds of smoke. There was fire all, fire all around her. The guardsmen were already pushed back to her farmstead. The house was leveled. Screeching creatures with long white masks and red hair charged the lines, slaughtering the men with a wicked yet elegant efficiency. Ooh, I think I know who these are. <laughs> Some of them saw Saris screech and ran over. One of the guardsmen yelled how Saris could run as he body-checked the, the creature to the ground. However, it was of a little effect, as the thing killed the man and got back up. Saris ran. She hid in the rubble of the house. All seemed lost, nor did it, nor did not, not it, all seemed lost, not it didn't seem. It was lost. She was going to die in a horrid way. She curled up and cried. 
A new sound drowned out the chaos of battle. Loud choral music blasted through the air. It was a song, but unlike any she had ever heard. Sarah got up and peeked out of her hiding spot. The loud music seemed to affect the creatures to some extent. Perhaps they had sensitive hearing, or was just angered them more. Guardsmen cheered, for they knew what was happening. Giant structures pierced the clouds, slamming down on the earth with a thunderous slam. Structures of marble adorned with riches and artifacts. Reinforcements of the reinforcements of the Imperial Guard flew in behind the structures, dropping off massive cannons that began to fire on the advancing enemy. Ceres could not believe her eyes. And nearby, nearby, she heard footsteps. The creature that tried to attack her had found her now. She ran. Across the field to the massive cannons, but they were too far. The girl tipped, tripped and fell on the remains of some soldiers. She closed her eyes as she knew this was the end. However, she was proven wrong yet again, as the sound of a metallic clank and a mad shriek made her open her eyes. She could not believe what she saw. Between her and the creature stood a person, clad in golden armor with purple robes. They were wielding a weapon and a, sh a shield made of dark-looking metal. The creature shrieked again, and they engaged in battle. Sarah froze in place as she watched the two fiercely fight to the death. This seemed even. The creature seemed more adept at attacking, but it was evened out by the soldier, the solid defense of Cyrus's savior. In the end, the person in the gold managed to knock the creature prone with a mighty blow of their shield. A shot to the head of the creature of a bolter secured the victory over this enemy. The person turned around and kneeled near the terrified girl. They took they took off the helmet, revealing a soft face of a woman with long white hair. Don't worry, little one. There is no reason to be afraid now that we are here. You are safe. The woman spoke with a surprisingly soft tone. She seemed friendly and trusting, enough to make Saris feel more at ease. Who are you? Saris asked. I am Eva Eveline Dungeron, Sister of the Shield. Your wishes were heard, Saris. My wishes? Saris asked, now confused. Yes, your wishes for someone to come and save you. Our god, the god-emperor of mankind, has heard you, and send us to come save you. Though you should watch who else you ask, young one. Other gods are wicked and tricky. Ellen added the last part strictly, as if she was schooling a class. She then picked up Saris and began to walk away from the cannons and fighting, towards another fortification that was dropped further back. In this building, there were many more like Evelyn. They all glanced at the pair with curiosity. Evelyn brought Saris to the top floor, where there was another woman. She was observing the battle. Canonus, I have found her. She stated. The Canonus turned to the pair and inspected the girl. Good work, sister. I have another task for you. Train this one, for she has potential. Train her in our ways. She shall be part of the bulwark, bulwark of mankind, but not like any other ordinary stone. She will be the chosen that is the foundation to all. Our chosen shield, the God Emperor wills it so. Later, Saris learned that her home was attacked by Xenos named Drukari, wicked beings that enjoy pain and suffering. The Sisters of the Shield took her in as an initiate. Evelyn trained her personally in both combat and faith. These sisters were unlike most other orders, who valued a good attack over anything. 
This order takes more after the iron hand. They had worked together in the past and realized that a good defense is the basis for a victory. The bonds of the Astra Militarum are, are always also way closer, as their forces and artillery often sit behind the lines, pounding the enemy lines with shields as they enjoy the safety of the Sisters of the Shield. But above all, Saris had noticed that they were more kind and forgiving than other orders, where others absolutely eradicated any heretic. The Shield Sisters see more opportunity to convert people, unless they are unsavable. And Saris shall be called their chosen shield. That was super cool. Um, I like that. Yeah. I like that it was like kind of from the perspective and the knowledge of this little girl. Um, like sometimes when we're reading 40k stories, we're like, and the 17th Dragoon Brigade came here to planet Xerxes. And you get like every little detail where this is <laughs> nice where, you know, at first when these creatures attack the planet, like... I thought it was almost Necron. They're shooting these disintegration beams. And then later... At first I thought Necron. Then I thought yeah. Howling Banshee because of yeah. pale skin and red hair. Yeah. And, then, and then it came at Drukhari. I'm like, well, that still makes sense. Yeah. And I love that, that like it was this like super like... We were guessing the whole time and we were guessing the right answers that they wanted us to guess. But uh, yeah, very nice. Very, very well written. Um... So this is about the sisters of uh, battle. Uh, what do they call them? Coven? Not coven. Uh, I think they're orders. Order. Yeah. 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 I think they're orders. Yeah, you're right. I really like this too. Like this, uh, they model themselves after the Iron Hand, and they're kind of like they. The scene with the drop zone where they're just like launching fortifications from space while this like crazy choir music music's playing. I mean, when you have a faction where they're they're tanks tank missile launchers are also pipe organs that play music <laughs> yeah come on <laughs> come on yeah no super cool i haven't quite heard a sisters one like this where it's like yeah this super defensive like you you know you usually almost save that more for space marines like just they're a little more durable but it doesn't matter oh yeah yeah that's that very good I, I always enjoy good sisters story yeah, um, I would be very interested to see now if Ceres is like uh, the lead hero model of this army. You know, and if this becomes like the Celestine, is this a living saint and they know this? Like, you know, obviously there's something here that she's been chosen and her prayers even been answered. You know, there's some type of. Yeah. So there's something, you know, something special about her if they were to answer it but yeah so now that demands we need to see a model come on show us the mini <laughs> yeah exactly yeah is or yeah i see this playing out one of two ways you know um either saris is like supposed to be the uh like the end times one that comes and saves everyone you know so then you can kind of still play into the future and then when saris becomes the right age or whatever then she's she fulfills a prophecy or you could do it where it's like, yeah, 40 years in the future when she is like a living saint and has done some crazy stuff. And oh, definitely a lot of potential with that. I like it. Um, my mind's Sweet. racing with women, racing with women. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm. <laughs> well, do you have any other thoughts about this one? Um, Not really. Nothing. You know, nothing really to criticize. No, it's good. Well, maybe well written, and I uh, like like you said. I like the 
I like the POV from like the just the the girl where you know like all this craziness from 40k. There's no way, like there's no way you can. Everyone has like an encyclop- encyclopedic knowledge of everything about yeah, exactly. it. So. Like even just like that, things like uh, cannons. It's not like the battle cannons because even that's too specific for the little girl. You know, I, exactly. I really like that. Yeah, and I think it's, I, it's it's this part of forty k storytelling that I like, where it's just like a simple POV, just a small self contained contained story, or whatnot, <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't always have to be about okay, is there a Primark in it. Okay, is the Silent King in it? Who's the next big main <laughs> character that we can, you know, write endless lore about? We Don't know who the next, are... next big character is. It's Saris. Oh, yes, absolutely. There hey, we hey, go. Hey. This is just a setup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Uh, thank you so much, Julian, for uh, sharing that with us. If you guys have lore that you would like to submit, you can email it to lorehammerpodcasts at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, don't forget to toss me a buck on Patreon. If you've li- listened to a couple of these, you know, $1. No big deal. Thank you. Gerald, hey, thank if you. nothing else, you get to hear. If nothing else, you get to hear a bunch of crazy voices. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, weird that I like opted to do all the women on this one. Anyway. <laughs> all right, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, thanks, Gerald, for joining me. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Happy to be a part. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode.